are you ready for the end of the world? This is your community spirit. Show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy, to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit coming at you live and local here on your community radio, WDBX. 91.1 FM Community Radio for Southern Illinois. My name is Tree Song. I'll be your host today. How can I help you? <laughs> Hopefully I can help you by bringing you some environmental news, local happenings, and all that good stuff we usually bring to you here at Your Community Spirits. Let's see what we have in the news today. Well, as usual, we start with some of the less, less fun, less happy stuff, but we'll go with this one. Study shows humans are jerks. You're a selfish jerk. It's nothing personal. It's just probably true unlikely a selfish jerk too. And this is why our descendants are going to be dealing with the impacts of climate change. Because whatever we do about it now, it isn't going to help any of us too much, and it might be an inconvenience. And as a group, humans are terrible about making sacrifices. It's not fun to face this, but there is emerging evidence about this. A group of scientists just published a paper on an experiment that modeled how good people are at averting future climate change. This is a report from Brian Walsh at Time. The researchers put people into groups, and they gave each person $55. The participants had to take 10 chances to invest that money in small increments into a climate fund. If, as a group, they invested $165, they'd all get $60. And, oh yeah, they would all have averted climate change in the model scenario. Well, guess what? No one participant could reach the 165 goal by themselves, so everyone needed to trust that others would invest too. And there was also another condition. Some groups would get the reward the next day. Some would get it seven weeks later. Some wouldn't get the reward in money, but in oak trees planted to sequester carbon. So how did these various groups do? Well, they did badly. Even among the groups that had to wait just one day to recoup their investment, three out of ten failed to cross the threshold and avert climate change. None of the groups who were rewarded with trees made it across the threshold. This was a stylized experiment, but even then, humanity did not comport itself well. And when the stakes are higher, such as in real life, we're not doing so hot either, at least not at the moment. So how do we fix this? The researchers, Walsh writes, suggest that we're likely better off tailoring solutions that work with our selfishness and brief attention span. Yeah, that sounds like a good motto for an activist campaign. Let's play to our selfishness and brief attention span. Wait, what was I talking about again?
In other news, the Northeast is producing more natural gas than Saudi Arabia. More natural gas is being fracked out of the Marcellus Shale Formation in the northeastern U.S. than is being produced by most foreign countries. A report published Tuesday by the U.S. Energy Information Administration revealed that Marcellus gas production is growing much faster than had been predicted. So, too, are the damages that fracking is inflicting on the region's environments and the world's climate. The Associated Press reports that daily gas production from the Marcellus Shale is producing as much as 2 million barrels of oil. That's more than six times the region's production rate in 2009. For perspective, if the Marcellus Shale region were a country, its natural gas production would rank eighth in the entire world. The Marcellus now produces more natural gas than Saudi Arabia, and that glut has led to wholesale prices here that are about one-quarter of those in Japan, for example. The vast majority of Marcellus gas is coming from Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Those happen to be places we've heard a lot of stories about ill effects of fracking from. The shale also lies under other states, but most of the wells in Ohio produce oil, and New York has placed a moratorium on shale gas drilling. Federal energy experts are surprised by the rapid Marcellus growth, since the number of drilling rigs has fallen over the past two years. But they're not letting that stop them. They're trying to get as much out of it as possible, regardless of the environmental consequences. people continue to pursue these, these resources when there are so many environmental consequences. Here's one possible clue. Koch brothers could make $100 billion on Keystone XL pipeline deal. A new study released on Sunday concludes that the Koch Industries and its subsidiaries stand to make as much as $100 billion in profits if the controversial Keystone XL pipeline is given the go-ahead by President Obama. The report, titled Billionaire's Carbon Bomb, produced by think tank International Forum on Globalization, finds that David and Charles Koch and their privately owned company, Koch Industries, own more than 2 million acres of land in northern Alberta, the source of the tar sands oil that will be pumped to the United States via the Keystone Pipeline. That explains why they're such big advocates in favor of that pipeline and in favor of fossil fuels. I thought they were just... They felt passionately about the issue. <laughs> but no, apparently they stand to make $100 billion from this single project. Well, there are a lot of people protesting Keystone XL, so we'll see if that works out for them. It may or may not happen.
In other news, we've talked about the Greenpeace activists for a couple weeks now. These were activists who were doing a demonstration in Russia, and they got caught, and because the demonstration was on a, a rig, they were charged as pirates. Ooh, Greenpeace pirates on the high seas. Well, there's some debate about whether or not they were actually pirates or whether or not they were just activists trying to speak out for a cause. And Russia has carefully considered this argument. They have decided to drop piracy charges, but they allege that the activists are hooligans. A hooligan is a violent young troublemaker. That's what Russian prosecutors are now calling the Greenpeace activists and the journalists who approached and in some cases scaled Russia's first offshore Arctic oil platform last month bringing worldwide attention to the country's drilling plans. And it did succeed in bringing worldwide attention to the plans. I actually wasn't aware of them yet, and all the way here in southern Illinois were hearing about it because of what they did. The good news is that the prosecutors have finally dropped the piracy charges against the activists. Those piracy allegations could have landed them in jail for up to 15 years. So they dodged that bullet. The bad news? Now they're all being charged with hooliganism which could result in a maximum sentence of seven years. Now, I know words have different meanings for different people, so maybe there's some translation issue going on here <laughs> with, with pirates, hooligans. Like, maybe the Russian words for these things are a little more clear. <laughs> but to me, hooligan, like, I think of, I don't know, like the, the riots they have in some countries around the big soccer tournaments when they're flipping over cars, setting things on fire, you know, like they used to do around here for Halloween. That, to me, is a hooligan, someone dangerous who's causing trouble. Uh, activists with a banner, I don't think that seems like seven years in jail to me. Well, that's just me. That is my personal opinion. If you're a regular listener, you may have noticed that Ord Energyman couldn't make it in today. Uh, but he's often the one who brings up solar issues since it's such a big part of his life. But while he's out, I'm still going to keep the, the solar energy in focus. So here's a story about solar energy. And it's a story about Sweet Home Chicago, the place that I used to live. Chicago makes it easier to put solar panels on roofs. The Windy City is blowing red tape and roadblocks out of the way for new solar panel owners. It used to take a month to receive a city permit needed to install a small solar array. That's being reduced to one day. Meanwhile, the price of the permit is falling 25% to $275. These improvements are thanks to a grant from the U.S. Department of Energy. Quote, It will encourage more and more people to have solar here in the city of Chicago on a residential and commercial level. Mayor Rahm Emanuel said as he announced changes at a solar event. Quote, It will be cheaper, quicker, and more efficient for people to put solar in. Chicagoans can apply for their permits through a new website, Chicago Solar Express. So you can get on board the Solar Express and have solar energy. Now, solar is, is quite a way to reduce carbon emissions, so 
I am always glad to see people working on getting more solar. And also, I would say even more important than any renewable energy source is energy efficiency and energy conservation, because then you don't have to generate the energy to begin with. But if you're going to be running all these newfangled cell phones and computers that you read news stories on and all that, then renewables are a much more ecological way to do it. Though they do have their impact with mining, which we try to remember. of emissions, here's a story about emissions. Eight U.S. states band together to put millions of zero-emission cars on the road. The governors of California, New York, and six other states have agreed to put 3.3 million zero-emission vehicles on the road within the next 12 years, which they said will help the environment and boost the economy. The states will start by harmonizing building codes to make it easier to construct electric car charging stations and will consider financial incentives to promote zero-emission vehicles, according to the agreement, which was announced Thursday in Sacramento. They'll also consider giving favorable electricity rates for home charging systems, purchase clean cars for government fleets, and develop common standards for roadway signs and charging networks, according to the agreement. So this, uh, unfortunately, this was not, uh, this was not involving us, but it is several states banding together and focusing on renewable energy and having zero emissions cars. Now, as, as the article points out briefly, it still is an important factor what exactly you're plugging your car into. If you're plugging an electric vehicle into a grid that uses primarily coal and uh, other fossil fuels to generate energy, there's still a considerable amount of fossil fuel use and a lot of CO2 emissions. But it is, it is considered somewhat less than if you had a, a gas-guzzling vehicle. Now, if you take that same electric car and plug it into a form of renewable energy, then you can, in fact, have zero emissions from, from the source of the energy to the car itself. So that is the news in those eight states. I wonder when the other 42 states are going to start thinking about zero emissions vehicles. I guess we'll see.
let's get on to some of the holidays for this week. We do have some holidays coming up. Today is the birthday of Pablo Picasso, the artist. We also have a few other holidays coming up. Birthday of Hillary Rodham Clinton coming up on Saturday. And Sunday is Cranky Coworkers Day. Now, for some co-workers, every day is Cranky Co-workers Day. <laughs> I know I sometimes get cranky, depending on when I wake up and how much sleep I get. But if you're usually a nice, peaceful worker all week, then Sunday is your chance to be cranky, especially if you're working on a Sunday. Let's see. It's also the anniversary of the New York City subway coming up on Sunday. Other holidays coming up. Statue of Liberty, Liberty Day coming up on Monday. And Tuesday is the birthday of Errol O'Neill, my brother Errol. I've got it here in the official happenings because I wanted to remember to wish my brother Errol a happy birthday. So, happy birthday. It's also National Cat Day coming up on Tuesday and National Forgiveness Day. And it's the anniversary of the Internet. Wednesday is Checklist Day, so I've got to remember to check that off. Uh, celebrate Checklist Day, check. Haunted Refrigerator Night coming up on Wednesday. I'm surprised that doesn't come on Halloween. You know, that might be too expected. They try to scare you. It's not Halloween. Why are there ghosts in my refrigerator? Is this Ghostbusters? What's happening? And coming up next Thursday, we have Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, Magic Day, National Knock Knock Day. There might be ghosts knocking on your door. And Samhain. So, big day coming up on Thursday, and we'll be celebrating it a little early on Saturday with the WDBX Halloween Ball, which I'll talk about a little more in a moment. Coming up on Saturday, 7 to 11, at the Garden Grove Event Center. All right, but let's get through some of these happenings in chronological order, more or less. We have the 11 Days for Peace. The 11 Days for Peace are already upon us. We've been talking about it for the past few weeks, and the 11 Days for Peace are here. Uh, the, so the events have already started. There's still more to come. There is a guide. Well, it's more than a guide, but Carbondale's Emerging Culture of Peace. It's a publication of nonviolent Carbondale. It's, it includes stories about the emerging culture of peace in Carbondale. It includes a map of peaceful locations throughout the city. It includes some description of the events going on in the 11 Days for Peace. It's an exciting publication, and I'm not just saying that because I've got an article in there. <laughs> I was really happy to see how it all came together, and I like how it reframes Carbondale as a place that has a culture of peace. Most of the maps you see of the city, it's like, here's where, you know, here's where the train station is, here's where the stores are. But there are also other things here, like a culture of peace and social justice, part of which is right here at WDBX with the many radio shows we have on here that discuss such issues. Other happenings coming up. This one has already also started, the 30 Years of the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois. It's a history in flyers and notices. It's displaying through uh, Monday, October 28th at Guy House Interfaith Center. This is part of the 11 Days for Peace. The Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois is having a display of event flyers and notices. They've got, it's really nice, they've got, I don't even know how many, they've got dozens of different flyers describing events that happened in Carbondale over the past 30 years, and it's a way of reminding ourselves of actions that have been taken here locally in the service of peace, and hopefully it can inspire us to continue acting for peace. 
other happenings. Now, I believe this is considered a part of the 11 Days for Peace, but it's also its own annual event. Take Back the Night. Take Back the Night is happening today at 7 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. It will start, and it will march to the Town Square Pavilion. Take Back the Night is an opportunity for the community to come together and demand an end to violence against women, men, and children. This march is also to support the survivors of domestic violence and honor the lives of those women who did not survive. Starting at 7 p.m. at Guy House, there will be a candlelit march with chanting along the way. Refreshments will be provided, and at the pavilion, they'll have the clothesline project on display. So that is tonight at 7 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center, marching to the Town Square Pavilion. Also coming up this weekend, all sorts of special things going on, but also the usual farmer's markets. The farmer's markets are a special weekly happening when the season is right. They happen from 8 a.m. to noon at the West Town Mall parking lot in Carbondale. And they also have another one, the newer one, at the Carbondale Community High School from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow morning. In other peace happenings, we have Walking Together in Circles of Peace. This is a labyrinth walk and discussion going on Saturday, October 26th from 3.15 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Labyrinth Peace Garden. It will be a labyrinth walk surrounded by signs from 11 years of continuous weekly peace vigils. Participants are welcome to walk the labyrinth path and share their thoughts about their own walk for peace in an open mic format. Sponsored by the Peace Coalition, Labyrinth Peace Garden, and Guy House. All right, now I had a little teaser for this one earlier. Coming up, we have the WDBX Halloween Costume Ball. It's coming up on Saturday from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Garden Grove Event Center, 1215 East Walnut. Tickets are $30 each. They're available here at the station or at Arnold's Market, Day Shift, Plaza Walk Street Records, Navarit Kong Insurance, or in the neighborhood co-op. They're also available online at brownpapertickets.com. Costumes are encouraged. There will be a costume contest with prizes. I'm going to have a costume, and who knows, maybe I'll win a prize. Or you might win with yours. If you want to sign out a batch of tickets to sell, oh, excuse me, that's for the DJs to mention. We're running short on time to sell them, though, because it's coming up tomorrow. All right, let's see if we've got anything else here. Free again, volunteer day coming up, not this Saturday, but next Saturday at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you're interested in that, you can email bsisa.siu at gmail.com. And also keep Carbonate a beautiful town meeting coming out on Monday, November 4th at 7 p.m. at the Carbonate Civic Center. We'll have more details on that next time. Well, this has been an exciting and informative episode of Your Community Spirit. I know I've enjoyed it and been excited and informed by it. I hope that you have, too. And we have a lot of exciting happenings coming up. We've got the 11 Days for Peace. We've got the DBX Ball tomorrow. We've got all sorts of wonderful things. So it's getting a little chilly out there, so remember to bundle up, especially if you're going on the outdoor events like the Farmer's Market and the March tonight. So hope you have a fun time out there. Info at yourcommunityspirit.org if you want to send us happenings for next time. And we will see you here next week on the radio. Thank you.
as the sun bleeds through the murk. Tis the last day we shall work, for the veil is thin and the spirit wild, and the crone is carrying harvest child. Sovereign, turn away, run ye back to the light of day. Sovereign, hope and pray, all ye meet are the gentle fay. Gentle fate. 